0: Hi, everybody. I'm Peter Travers, and welcome to Popcorn, where we tell you what's popping in the culture. And if you're not watching CW and looking at Riverdale, then you, you shouldn't even talk to me. You know? <laughs> I just, I'm just i obsessed, and I admit it. Um, I have no shame, because this has been described as Archie meets Twin Peaks, and I guess it's a little bit of that and so much more. But my guest today, Cole Sprouse, who plays Jughead Jones. Hello. Yeah, I don't think you're there yet. You could just wave to how, anybody. How was that entrance? I have entrance, to turn to though. you and say, uh, "Oh, Cole, Hello. welcome to the show." Now, like I'm some sailor you, returning home. That's right. Hello. <laughs> I've been at sea oh, for right. so long doing. You're it. there. Yeah, that's it. So I understand that, despite the fact that I just gave you an intro in which I've said how terrific you are in this, Go that on. when you were offered the part, you said, "What? Me? Yeah." No, I was like, oh, really? really? I thought it was, like, not something you wanted to do. No, no, I, I was
1: ecstatic. I mean, the the auditioning process was was grueling, but it was mainly I... Once, once I was offered the part, I was over the moon, but I was having a dilemma of whether I wanted to return to acting at all because I was coming from this sort of agency-less childhood career, and I'd never made the choice to go to acting, and so as a childhood actor or as a child actor you you have a complicated relationship with one your finances (laughs) uh, but how to look at the industry as something more or less than an art form Um, and my relationship with acting by the time I had graduated college was like that of an old lover and if I was to return to this kind of industry it had to be an interesting project and it had to be something fun and it had to be romantic.
0: One of the things I love about Jughead so much is that he's a character who's on the outside mm-hmm. and we get to watch what's happening on Riverdale almost through his eyes. He's sure a, he's a perspective he's, character. He's yeah. the guy for sure. and our story continues sure. you know to do that mm-hmm. but I had heard and you can disabuse me of all this that you were first auditioning for Archie or they wanted you to play. Archie? Yeah I'd been sent the audition for Archie um
1: And I had read one of the auditioning scenes, uh, the audition scenes, and it was uh, he was talking to his his best friend Jughead, who it kind of had a fallen out with. And I really loved the character, and I and I requested being sent the sides for Jughead. And I found out he was the narrator, which I also really enjoyed. Um, And it was because you could
0: control everything.
1: Right, it was a power trip. It was (laughs) come on, let's just get down. I was like, I gotta let this get to my head (laughs) head right right now." now. No, it, it was mainly because I didn't know how active a role he was actually going to be in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had only been sent the pilot. We didn't know what the rest of the season looked like. So it was kind of iffy as to whether he was even going to be a more active part of the show. We, I, I thought he was just going to keep his distance from the rest of the uh, of the characters in the town and simply narrate his experience as this kind of outsider. And um, for me, and returning to acting, I had that was a, a, a comfortable place to be in because I didn't necessarily have to be a fully active participant of this world while simultaneously being a consistent present force in it. Um, so for whatever I, I was you know, having a dialogue about at the time, I, I thought this was the most appropriate choice.
0: For Jughead, there are so many specific things that people who read the comics have to do, especially the beanie. Right. I, I think mean, Jughead
1: is kind of inarguably the greatest departure from the characters in the Digest. <laughs> um, we all are now, and as the seasons go on, we all make increased departures from those characters, but um, Jughead was... Jughead in the Digest is is kind of a, like an imaginary friend. I mean, he's, he's almost not he's he's almost not real uh to the town and he's so comic um it's almost it's 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 almost like vaudeville i mean he's he's eating all the time he's just the goofy punchline he's kind of the button of the scene
0: um eating never gains a pound never gains a, a pound, pound right <laughs>
1: he's he was kind of the stoner friends <laughs> if uh, that same shaggy yeah, yeah. that same wimpy from Popeye oh, yeah. i don't know what that arrow was, was. doing <laughs> cranking <laughs> out those characters <laughs> But they're not so much in fashion anymore. Um, so we had to find, well, Roberto was tasked to find a way to make the character relevant and modern, and, and I mean, his, his crown is kind of a representation of a, of a way to, to modernize that to an audience that could understand it and digest it a little more.
0: Well, how is Jughead like you or not like you?
1: Um, I think what I, I see a lot of myself... As a teenager, especially when I was going through puberty and had a lot, I had considered myself this kind of... I was very cringy. I was a very cringy kid. You know, but I was fascinated with this... And it is kind of a narcissistic thing, but I wanted to exclude myself from the people around me, not only because I was working in a soundstage at the time, mm-hmm. but because it fascinated this idea of me being entirely unique, which is another conversation coming from an identical twin. But it fascinated this idea that i was this this kind of entirely unique figure in this otherwise larger social context and i, I think a lot of us w- within the us grow up with that i understanding and especially during our teenage years we find ways of of emphasizing that and and employing that and we uh that was me I and mean, that's jughead as well jughead is his character that wants to distance himself because he thinks it's like he fancies the kind of it's a very pretentious thing to do. I mean, he's writing about the town around him.
0: He, he is, and he can be pretty sarcastic about it. Oh yeah, at times. But what I feel when I'm watching this and watching Jughead especially is the the thing with his father. You know, who right. is connected to the serpents and there's right. murder and there's every and he's in jail now. Right. The love between father and son is yeah. very clear. It's very even clear. Even though the disappointment is always this close. Right. Uh, season
1: two gets a little, it gets a, it definitely gets morally gray because here's this character, Jughead's father, who's undoubtedly done, made wrong choices. Mm-hmm. And Jughead still has this fundamental primal love for his father that that's familial and that he carries throughout season one and season two and he's willing to make choices to try and free his father even though his father is in the eyes of of his society a bad guy and has done wrong and has made mistakes and granted his hand was kind of forced in many instances but he still he still made those choices mm-hmm. um season two picks up with that narrative pretty quickly on and he uh jughead has to end up Evaluating to himself how, how his relationship with his father could actually be a weakness to him rather than a strength.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, how, how are you getting along with Skeet Ehrlich playing? Oh, my it? God. I mean, this, this, your the scenes best. together are really, Skeet's really the best. Good.
1: Yeah, uh, there's, um, you know, but Skeet is also one of those actors that gives 210%, even when it's not his coverage. Mm-hmm. He's also a great guy. I mean, we built a chicken coop together in real life. So clearly, we're, the bonding experience is going above and beyond. <laughs> I never thought of that as a
0: bonding experience, but oh, everybody out there, you ever build, build
1: a, chicken a chicken coop with your paw? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who brought that up first? He About, did. For, you want to build a chicken coop, boy? When you went away to college, when you decided I'm going to do this, did you always have it in your mind that you were going to come back?
1: To no, Africa? no. I actually never anticipated I would return.
0: Really, you were just going to be
1: gone. Yeah, I I mean I also didn't anticipate the rise of social media and the kind of continuity of relevance that came with with social media. I I expected my brother and I would go to college for 4 years and we would sort of fade out gracefully and that that was kind of what I wanted at the time. Um to have this this remnant of a childhood that people would still find just like this golden nostalgia but for me to be able to just walk the streets and be okay. Um But social media really hung on to us and I had studied at something completely different um, and I had had a job after that and then was applying to grad school and my manager had asked me to come back for one week in pilot season. And this was uh, already a dilemma to me and I said, okay, okay, fine, yes, but if I don't get anything, I'm not coming back. So grateful.
0: Okay, yeah, fine, whatever, dude. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, and I said, well, um, I have these other... Facets of my life that are taking off And if I don't end up booking anything uh, I just don't see the point I'm, I mean my other careers are, are now Did your
0: brother feel exactly the same As you? About?
1: He did for a little bit um, He started acting A bit more now um, But I think The point is, is that we both have this Very long relationship With acting that um, Can be complicated and We have to really judge but thankfully we You know, we were given an amount of privilege in the industry where we had worked for this long time Mm -hmm. and we were put in a more financially stable position, which allowed us to be our own patrons in many sense, which is something that many artists don't have the privilege of doing and that I feel thankful for. And it also allows us to curate our our older careers if we end up choosing to go back, which is something
0: I, I don't take for granted. What always fascinated me about you, you and your brother growing up together is when you played the same part because it was easier for <laughs> that them. That economic loophole. Like if you're in Big Daddy with Adam yeah. Sandler, I always wondered, did each of you wonder who Adam liked best? You know? Sure. <laughs> did you? I mean, because it has to be. your brothers. Well... it there had to be a little sibling I rivalry. think we understood. Well, there's
1: always a sibling rivalry, but I think a lot of that was put on from our society. I mean, I, I think if you're an identical twin, especially with the idea of male competition that already runs as an undercurrent through our society, you serve as a microcosm for that competition in in at large. And I think uh, people would ask us all the time, who's better at this? Who's bigger? Who's smaller? <laughs> who's this? Who's that? Who's smarter? Who's faster? Who's this? And I think during puberty, that, that really affected us. Of course, we were like, yeah. And we had that competition going, but then you grow the hell out of it. You know, I, I, I think for for child, for child stars, you know, there's an immense – there's an incredible loneliness that comes with the isolation um, from your society and from your peers that you either learn how to cope with in healthy, in healthy ways or it ends up destroying you and many people end up falling victim to that. But you Uh, always had, you and your brother had each other. Right, and that's what I was going to say, was that we were very lucky to have Mm -hmm. someone who had gone through the exact same set of experiences um, who we could discuss and have a dialogue with why it affected our so on and so forth. And I think that is an advantageous position to have. We also knew that what we were doing was business when we were younger. I mean, we're exploiting child labor laws (laughs) by having two of us on set mm-hmm. and doubling the amount of time we work. And this is like a classic financial ex- exploit. And I think uh, we ended up uh, carrying that into our older careers, I <laughs> so, suppose.
0: No, it's kind of great. But right. when you go, and what were you studying? You were at NYU? Yeah, I was studying something uh, <laughs> super techie. I was, uh, I
1: was studying something called geographical information systems and satellite imaging. It's kind of like a virtual cartography and I would apply that to archaeology. I would build, like, predictive models and, and uh, try and reduce all the chance involved in archaeological survey so that we would know exactly where to look for artifacts and ruins and so on That's and so fa- What
0: made you get interested in that?
1: I, it was something... My grandpa was a geologist, okay, and so I, I always had this kind of fascination with not only the earth sciences but with uh, ancient history, and I ended up um, studying it in school. I did it... I I had traveled all over the world on on excavation, and then I was working in some dingy basements, archaeological lab. After I had graduated, and before I applied to graduate school, um, even
0: after those billions of dollars that you and your brother made, yeah, uh, billions. billions, and you had each all episode that on Riverdale <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah. It's just going kind to of billion, yeah. a Billion you can, an episode. you can go back to that if Riverdale isn't renewed for season ten, right? Right. You're right back to argument. But you know what? You you escaped all of that, that attention, that social media world. But True. it's now back. Right. Everything is. If I go on social media, I see here's 19 things that uh, I don't know about Cole Sprouse.
1: <laughs> Here they are. Right. What Which I, is kind of funny because my whole childhood has been on TV,
0: so mm-hmm. everything has been recorded. We all know. Right. Yeah. No, but now it's all new. because no, it does feel You're new. a photographer now,
1: too. Yeah. That was really the career that was taking off before I returned to acting, which was giving me the freedom to 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 say i don't necessarily need to go act to act go back to acting my uh my photography is doing wonderfully and it's really taken off it's
0: portrait it's fashion it's what it's is, more
1: fashion editorial oh, yeah. uh, I started doing landscape stuff with Condé Nast and I was doing traveler stuff um and then being in new york living in new york sort of swept up in the fashion editorial world and then i just sort of carried that into um you know social media the the importance of the image is so much greater now than it ever has been before we digest probably 90 percent of our information based on imagery now um so it's a good time to be a photographer and i uh I ended up just carrying that into a professionalized career. Well,
0: if you go on social media and cook on you, you're going to see all that. And you took photos of your co-star Lily Reinhardt. They're all yeah, the
1: I, beautiful I, pictures. I've taken a bunch of photos of the cast. And, you know, I'm also I'm also lucky enough to be on a set where the cinematography is a priority, so the sets are lit wonderfully.
0: Um, the, so you steal all the lighting? I basically I'm a thief. <laughs> wow, that's just- yeah, I'm a thief. It's just so wrong. And yet <laughs> it's, not wrong. It's, got, it's got to lead to huge success. <laughs> right, you know, right, Because that's what I it would is. be
1: a fool not to capitalize upon the lighting.
0: Do you and your brother, are you good critics of each other? Do you react to each other's work? Yeah, when we watch each other's work. When? Uh, I, I prefer my friends and
1: family not to watch anything like really?
0: that. Really? Just don't look at me.
1: Right. Um, <laughs> but my brother is, you know, like when we're putting auditions on tape or something for each other were just brutal. <laughs> 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 brutal. But you need that. You know Well you, I think you do. You, you need know? that. If if someone He's, if someone feels afraid to tell you honest criticism, then you're you're never going to improve. Granted, sometimes it's been the cause of many fights of ours. But yeah, but I'm telling it's you, good. by season three, you're right. gonna
0: say, "Dylan, right.
1: just shut the yeah." You know, you, just, you can't
0: tell me you what don't to do. Tell me anything. Yeah. Well, this is your first time on this show, so you really don't know that it ends in song.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. So did every Disney career. <laughs>
1: Not for you. <laughs> not for me. Although that's why I don't end anything. In song. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> really? Right. I happen to have seen an episode in which you did uh, Gilbert and Sullivan. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're lying. Right. You're just, um, I'll sing. Lie, liar, I'll, sing role, I'll sing if the role. I'll sing if the role is good. I want not create named, an EP. You're named after Nat King Cole.
1: My mom wanted to create a narrative of artistry. So okay. Nat King Cole worked for her. Just a guy named Cole worked for my dad. <laughs>
0: You're just destroying the whole myth that's been built around you to do this. Yeah, this mystery. no matter who comes on, we always do a few bars of something. Oh, I hope you're joking. I'm not joking. Every crew? True. True. Everyone does it. Oh no,
1: what what are you what do you got?
0: Well, no, let's no, you no. I want to hear I'll do it with you if I can. Okay, but please, I am, please go. I ahead. need to hear you start it. I can't start it. Has it. To it makes come me from too you. nervous.
1: It makes me too nervous. Oh, it does not. Yes, Nothing does. makes you nervous. Yes it does.
0: I don't You're see. a hardened veteran me? of this industry. <laughs> no. To do it. No way. Do you remember the uh, do you know any King cole? Um. unforgettable. You do know that? Of course. Well give me a little of that. I'll do it with you. Oh no Come on, do it. Do it, Cole Sprouse. Do it. Peter, can you start and then hold on that Unforgettable
1: Unforgettable That's what, what you, you are, are unforgettable. unforgettable
0: Both near or far. Something 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 done minimal.
1: That's cause you're so unforgettable.
0: unforgettable. That's so great that you did Unforgettable and forgot all the lyrics. Unforgettable. A excellent way of doing that. Call did and remember. Great to meet you, really. Great to meet you.